0: IVM.
1: You are listening to The Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front
0: Page Studios. It seems like Elon Musk is now transferring Twitter into a right wing social network. If you remember in 2022, when Musk took over the site, He insisted that his political views lay in the center of the spectrum. However, since his takeover, Twitter has become home to the so-called libertarian and culture war wing of the Republican Party. Let me get you up to speed on what's been going on. If you have been paying close attention to the Fox News showdown, you'll know that network superstar Tucker Carlson was fired spontaneously last month. Soon after that, Carlson took to Twitter to announce that he would now start a new version of his daily show right on this platform. Now you must be wondering, how will this move impact Fox or Twitter? Well, let me tell you that Fox News was the go-to place for all conservatives to break the news on various things. With Carlson's latest move and considering the number of views the video got, which was around 10 million, the Murdoch-founded agency is in a twist now. The leverage that Musk has over Fox is that he has the capacity to endorse all kinds of news and call it free speech. On the other hand though, the cable network cannot afford to do this, especially because of the latest defamation suit that requires the agency to pay $787 million. Pretty high stakes, isn't it? Moreover, with Musk's ambitions to lure more creators to the platform, Who knows, maybe having someone like Carlson who matches his own ideals can hit the jackpot, but this doesn't end here. Soon after, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, also formally announced his 2024 presidential election candidature via Twitter. However, what was meant to be a historic event was riddled with technical difficulties and issues. At the end, after seemingly melting the internet, When the glitchy event finally resurrected, its viewership dropped from about 500k to 150k. Nevertheless, this incident did its part by acting as a testament to Twitter's right-forward leanings. After all, Musk did say that he plans to go to red by voting for the Republicans. It does help Musk that his close advisor and fellow PayPal mafia alum, David Sachs, is working closely with the Florida governor. Not only that, but ever since the takeover, Musk has tweeted out some controversial things, from downplaying white supremacy to spreading misinformation and predicting a red wave, all of which went down on Twitter. It surely has become a battleground for culture wars. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and this is the Deep Dive for 26th May, 2023. Remember the good old days when we eagerly waited for Fridays to catch the latest movie? Well, as you know, things have taken a wild turn since then. Nowadays, it seems like there's a never-ending flow of fresh films popping up on OTT platforms every other day, keeping us hooked and spoiling us with endless entertainment options. I mean, especially during the pandemic chaos, when movie theatres were sitting empty and television offerings were losing steam, OTT platforms burst onto the scene as a sanctuary for top-quality entertainment. The popularity of OTT soared so much that leading platforms engaged in bidding wars, with some platforms going as far as a hefty sum of rupees 80 to 100 crores, and sometimes even more, just to acquire exclusive rights to these films. In fact, even last year was quite tough for Bollywood movies releasing in theatres. It faced criticism for its lackluster box office performance and outdated content. One such example is Ahmed Khan's ambitious project, Laal Singh Chadda, which was a remake of the popular American film, Forrest Gump, from 1994. Unfortunately, though, the movie didn't make a big impact in theatres. However, things took a surprising turn when it landed on Netflix. Especially audience overseas showered it with praises. The point that I'm trying to make here is that, While the film industry was dealing with disappointing box office results, the rise of OTT platforms gave it a much-needed boost. However, as the Impressions' latest edition, which by the way is a newsletter focused on the business of media and content and is authored by our very own Soumya Gupta, points out, in 2023, there's been a shift in dynamics. Theatres have made a comeback, yes. But they are facing challenges in attracting audiences and generating profits. On the other hand, OTT platforms have realized that Indian market doesn't provide significant returns through subscriptions. As a result, they are no longer interested in spending large amounts on individual films. Now, these challenges have let filmmakers scratching their heads. Because now, they have to make a tough choice. Either go all out to secure a spot on OTT Platform's limited lineup or focus on making a movie that will rake in profits at the box office, both of which require a significant amount of funds. But what are the exact challenges faced by film producers? We've got Soumya Gupta joining us on this episode of The Signal Daily to give us the inside scoop on why 2023 has been a tough ride for Indian filmmakers. Over to you, Soumya.
1: So, with Indian producers, they're facing a problem of how to distribute their film, which in fact informs how they will create these films. So, for example, if your film is not getting onto an OTT platform slate, then you can only go to the theatres. What has also started happening is that a lot of OTT platforms are asking producers to take their films to theatres, even if it's for a, a very limited release in a few screens, because the box office collection there. gives them a chance to figure out what sort of price they should pay for that film. It's a more transparent way to assign a valuation to a title and get a sense of how that film will perform with their audiences. It's also a good way for them to market the film because it's already come on the theatres. So they don't have to, the platform doesn't have to struggle with putting up billboards or starting an ad campaign. So that has started to become an imperative. If you're making a film, take it to the theatres. But you can't just take any film to the theatres anymore. It's not going to make money. Even some of the biggest blockbusters with big names, big faces, big stars have flopped in the last two years. And uh, post-pandemic, as we know from previous editions of The Impression, cinema halls are struggling with occupancy rates and footfalls. They're below pre-pandemic levels. So people are coming to theatres, but in much smaller numbers for very expensive tickets, which means that getting a mass hit is very hard to do. And that's what you actually need for your film to make money. So producers have to now worry about who's their actor going to be? How much are they going to charge? Because there's only a few actors in the industry which are considered mass audience pullers. And then if they're going to charge a lot of money because there's only a few of them, then they have to worry about what kind of story will there be that works in that budget? What are the other costs that I can optimize to make that actor's budget work? That starts reducing it to very few kinds of genres. And even in those sort of acceptable genres, like say a family entertainer, not every story is working. So producers are really feeling their way through the dark over here on on what they should do to proceed. And that makes the film business a very tricky business right now, particularly in the Hindi film industry. So my guess is that in the future, we are going to see cinema halls perhaps returning to some sort of normalcy, but they may not go back to pre-pandemic levels. There's just simply too many entertainment options out there. In that kind of new reality, where the business of cinemas grows on the back of higher ticket prices, not more ticket sales, Film producers will have to figure out what stories and what actors and what faces will sell so that they can make some kind of profit and then eventually get acquired by an OTT platform and max out all possible revenue streams for the title.
0: And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last thing, where we bring to you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. The world of music mourns the loss of singing sensation Tina Turner, who passed away this Wednesday at the age of 83. Admired as the queen of rock and roll, she made a breakthrough in her career in the 1980s with hits like What's Love Got To Do With It, Private Dancer and The Best. In a 5 decade musical journey, she sold over 100 million records and won eight Grammy Awards. And recently in 2021, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. From her early days with Ike Turner to her groundbreaking solo career, she has left an indelible mark on the industry by breaking barriers for black women and inspiring several music artists from Beyonce and Janet Jackson to Rihanna. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Akshaya, Aditi and Nima Edited by Soumya Gupta and Venkatanand, mastered and mixed by Manasan Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.